Wow, that's wonderful. Can we put our hands together once again? Amen. Uh, can you recount the faithful saints? How many of them? That's how to learn. Number one. Please say it again. The second one. Service. The third one. And they all say the same thing. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. Where, can we bow our heads together as we pray? Just pray in the spirit for a while. So faithful. Our God is faithful. So mighty. Our God is mighty. So faithful. Our God is faithful. So mighty. God is mighty, so faithful. A God is faithful, so mighty. A God is mighty, so faithful. A God is faithful, so mighty. A God is mighty to say, so faithful. A God is faithful, so mighty. God is mighty to say so faithful. God is faithful, mighty. So mighty, a God is mighty. So faithful, a God is faithful. So So loving, a God is loving. So mighty, so mighty, a God is mighty. Yes, it's so loving, so loving, a God is loving. So mighty, a God is yes, it's so righteous, so righteous, a God is righteous. So mighty. God is mighty. Yes, it's so righteous. God is righteous. So mighty. God is Yes, it's holy. So holy. God is holy. So mighty. God is Yes, it's holy. So holy. God is holy. God is faithful. So faithful. A God is faithful. Yes, it's faithful. So mighty. A God is mighty. Yes, it's faithful. So faithful. A God is faithful. Ah, so mighty. A God is mighty. So kind. So kind. A God is kind. So mighty. God is mighty. 
is so loving. So loving. Our God is loving. Ay, 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 so mighty. Our God is mighty. So faithful. Our God is faithful. So mighty. Our God is mighty. Yes, He's so faithful. So faithful. Our God is Faithful. So faithful, my God is faithful. So mighty, my God is everybody personalize it. So faithful, my God is faithful. So mighty, my God is Say it, everybody. So faithful. My God is faithful, so mighty. My God is mighty. Say it again. So faithful. My God is faithful, so mighty. My God is mighty. Say it again now. So faithful. My God is faithful, so mighty. My God is mighty. Turn it again. God is faithful, so mighty. My God is mighty. Say it again and again and again. My God is faithful, so mighty. My God is shouting, everybody. So faithful. My God is faithful, so mighty. My God is mighty. Shout it again. So faithful, my God is faithful. So mighty, my God is mighty. Say it again now. So faithful, my God is faithful. So mighty, my God is mighty. So holy, so holy, my God is holy. So mighty, my God is. So righteous, so righteous, my God is righteous, so mighty, my God is mighty, so kind, so kind, my God is kind, so mighty, my God is mighty, so faithful, my God is faithful, so mighty. God is That's what we are saying. That's what we are saying this morning that you are faithful. I know whom I believe. So faithful. My God is faithful. So mighty, my God is mighty. My God is faithful. Oh, so mighty, my God is mighty. So faithful, my God is faithful. Oh, so mighty, my God is mighty. I rabo kali rabani aserabatani ale. So mighty, my God is mighty. 
Thank you, Lord. Barabashanda hadia rabasadia. Lerobin handia kosilabia farabandia tesa. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's take our seats comfortably in God's presence. Um, I, I want to believe God for a fresh um, supply of grace for us to go from where we are. Um, somebody once told me that assumption is the poorest form of knowledge. And so, in the kingdom, we are provoked by realities. And our reality is not externalities, but what the Lord says. Amen. Um, the word truth in the, in the Greek actually has um, a, a true meaning that is called reality. The other word for truth in the Greek that could accurately, the other English word that could accurately capture the Greek word truth is reality. All right? So, and that which the Lord says to us is truth. The word of the Lord is truth. And that is our reality. All right? So, we want to make sure every time we are on the same page with God. So we don't live in assumptions. We don't live in assumptions. And I want to thank God for the voice of the Lord that has come expressly to us this morning expressing that which is the most important call for the season. There is a call for an awakening in the body for us to see what the Lord is doing and for us to pay attention to the things that are burdens of the heart of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we also have to come to terms with the fact that in doing the will of God, we are going to face challenges. All right? But Taros. And I have come to speak to the things that wants to water down your faith. For the just shall live by his faith. In 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 uh, Paul speaking to the Romans in Romans chapter number eight and um, verse thirty-seven. It says in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You see, see, let me describe what Paul is saying. What Paul is saying is this. I'll be more than conqueror. It's not because we are a product of contests. All right? 
conquerors are who? Those who go for war and they come back conquering. Con they conquered. All right? Now, who then are more than conquerors? Who then are more than conquerors? Conquerors are those who take territories. All right? By exerting themselves. And maybe dividing the spoil. Then who then are more than conquerors? More than conquerors are those who have that same position without even having gone to the battle. Do you get it? Before it happens, that is your state. You are going in into your battles as a victor. It's not more than conquerors are those who have a position of victory that is not negotiable. And what makes them who they are is what? Is that they are loved. That means the sacrifice that made them who they are was not done by them. It was done by the one who loved them. So before the battle, we know the end. So Jesus said, in this world, you have tribulations, but be of good shares because you will overcome. Is that not what he said? He said, go, I have done everything. You are more than conquerors. Before you get into the battle, you have to go in the consciousness of who you are. You have the victory before the battles. So the challenges are coming to prove again and again who you are. Let me tell you. Maybe you need to understand clearly. You know why you must be proven? Because it is not everything that looks like what um, Relax is wearing that is gold. This could be deceptive. But there are, there are tests. Do you get? There are things you subject this material to. It will tell you exactly what it is. Alright? So God is not afraid of us being challenged. Because you know the stuff you are made of. They all look alike. But challenges will separate boys from men. We must be found true. When we are tested. It's a test all things. Even the spirit of God is not afraid of being tested. A, free, a, a friend of mine got annoyed. He said somebody was trying to scrutinize his message. If, if it's original, why should you be afraid of test? Are you still here? Yes. Now, why do you face challenges? The world wants to prove the stuff you are made of. Don't be afraid. The content is verifiable because the word of God is tried seven times and it's been found to be true and you are born 
from that incorruptible seed of God's word. So what's Paul, what Paul is saying to Roman, the Romans here, it's not that uh, it is when you go into the battle that we will now find out how you can maneuver. You have been made of a stuff. That stuff makes you go everywhere and you remain the same. That's why we maintain the same state when money has come and when it has not come. They are not even sure now if you don't have millions. And when millions come, you can't lose your head. Do you get it? You have a reality that is beyond what they trade around. There is a reality in you that is beyond what they trade around. And it doesn't really matter what they bring our way. They can't change the stuff we are made with because the stuff we are made with is incorruptible. Incorruptible. Amen. Amen. So, challenges will come. Because I just have to show you the other side of the beautiful things the Lord spoke to us through the mouth of his servant. Godliness is profitable. Yes, very profitable. But life will subject you to tests and you'll be proven. But you'll be found real in Christ Jesus. Doing the will of your father. We are more than conqueror through him. Who what? Who loved us. I love that word. Now, now let me describe some things to you in the scripture. The scripture just came, the scripture just well up in my spirit as, as I'm describing this. The biggest revelation of Christ's life is that God loved us. And when you catch that revelation, you know what will happen? Happen, It will bat love in you. That's the, 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 the first proof of God's life is love. It will radiate. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye love one another. And why do we love? Because he first loved us. And then we love him. Deuteronomy chapter number 7. Deuteronomy, I'll show you two scriptures side by side, then we'll pray. But what I know is that resistance that the enemy is breaking is broken. That's my prophetic word. Challenges will come. Some of them will pose as resistance. But we know the stuff we are made of. We are more than conqueror. You know, you know, the, you know the funny side is Sometimes the resistance becomes valuable because we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and that are the called according to his purpose. Those who know him as a conversion process that can make situations turn around. Are you listening to me? They've been looking for the death. They will hack their head down. But that same day became the day of their victory. I love that Ecclesiastes chapter 9. That was the day every, everything was set. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I mean, in Esther chapter 9. Everything was set for the Jews to be messed up. But they've been praying before then. Your prayers are not in vain. Your prayers are for such a time as this. 
Because there have been communications and communion that are preparing seasons ahead of you. Are you listening to me? So resistance will break. Not only that, there is a conversion process that will make it valuable. I said it will make it valuable. Gains will be devoted to the Lord. I said gains will be devoted to the Lord. Oh, sharp. You already got me that scripture. From verse 1, the 12th month, the month of Ada, the 13th day, the king was going to carry out his decree for executions. And in the, in, in the lineup was, was the head of Mordecai. The Jews were going to, mass, to be messed up. And something happened. The Bible said the opposite occurred. It takes the wise in their craftiness. Their hand cannot perform their enterprise. It turned their wisdom backward. Their hand cannot perform their enterprise. That is the conversion process. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give me Deuteronomy chapter number 7. Deuteronomy chapter number 7. Malakoba Rabina Hasorabiata. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in numbers than any other people. This guy is preaching ahead of me. He already knows the scripture I'm looking at. I didn't even tell you the verse you were there. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in numbers than any other people. For you were, the, this is the mystery of his love. You just want to find out why. Except you have not discovered that he loved you. I have proofs of love all over my life. I don't know about you. Some of you are so qualified for everything. <laughs> That's why you miss God. You feel so qualified. They say, who else should have been a preacher? My grandfather was the apostle that brought Methodist church to my village. Who else could have been a preacher? But me, that I was a babalao and everything. I don't have a place. I could have been the least among all the saints if I want to do my own verifications. The Lord is not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in numbers than any other people. For you were the least of all the peoples. But because the Lord loves you, and because he will keep his hold, which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand. It cost something, it cost God something to save you. That's why sacrifice must be involved when you are reaching out to people. It cost God a mighty hand. That's why, that's why we intelligently look after people who want to be saved prayerfully. I made a covenant with the Lord. I said, before I leave office, I want these people to be saved. I don't know the approach. <laughs> so, at some point, I don't know how to come and say, come and give your life to Christ. So you go to hell or go to heaven. I, I don't know how to do it because those who did it to me, then I used to beat them up. <laughs> I was a guy who, who was on my neck. He happens to be by name Ayo too. 
and he will come to me and say, hell is real low. I said, your father will go there. <laughs> He's always coming to talk about hell. I said, do you, do you, do you have a bed there? What's your own? <laughs> ah. He said, oh God, hell is real. Heaven is real. Then he will be talking jargons. One day he was telling some guys beside me, he said, when the Antichrist come, he will be cutting your finger. <laughs> Cut your ears. You will be bleeding every day. I said, if I see you in this compound again, coming to say this, your evil, I beat him up. So, Today, if I want to say some things, I'm always careful the way I preach. I want to say something that God has put in my heart to say. So, I trust God that look, these people in my office, I'm trusting God you that when, before I finish my tenure, salvation will start coming. Then they started having problems. One by one. This one could not get pregnant. Say, ah, I saw you pray on Facebook. Do you pray like that? I didn't know you are a serious. You are a, you are a real pastor. <laughs> so I so they started joining me to pray in the night. All of them started gathering to join me to pray. Then they will come and meet me in the morning. I said, please, yesterday when you were saying something, God spoke to my heart. It is me. Then I will lead them to Christ. By the end of this month, almost all of them have accepted the Lord Jesus. Now, it's possible that when I resume, I tell them, you see, in this office, you don't talk anyhow, I'm a man of God. If you talk anyhow, I send you out. Then they will pretend. Then I will not win any soul. They will just comply. So many people around you are just complying. They are not saved. And so many in church who are complying. They are not saved. It took a mighty hand. It took a mighty hand. It cost God something to bring them out of Egypt. Hallelujah. He brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh. Give me the next verse. Therefore, know that the Lord your God. Is say with me, no. no. Now listen to me. If you don't know the cost of salvation, you won't put premium on evangelism. Um, therefore, no, no, no. Therefore, that the Lord thy God is the faithful God. I love the I love that I love that description of God. The faithful God. The faithful God who keeps covenant. Say with me, the faithful God, the faithful God. that keeps covenant. Who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who? Do you get it? 
love begats love. The reason why I love you is that you will love. I've seen people discuss how much God loves them. The proof of their realization of that love is that they love God. Loving God does not just happen. No. You can't force it on people. No matter how you tell stories to them of how good God is, it doesn't really make them love God. You see, when, God, when a man becomes passionate about God, it is because he has seen the revelation of his love for him. Now, now have you seen the scripture? Verse 8. It is not because you are the best of men. That's not why God loved you. So, in verse 9, it said, now says, not therefore that the Lord thy God is the faithful God who keeps covenant to a thousand generations to them that now covenant is established with them that love him. His faithfulness is for him to love us. His covenant is established when we love him. You don't get it? Jesus speaking in, in John, he says, if any man love me, you know, if we always start from, for God so loved the world. But with time, we'll be begin to negotiate that I need to be loved back. He said, if you love me, I will come. And we will make, a, I and the Father will come. And will make a abode. And the proof of that love is that you are passionate. Revival is when the people of God begin to express their love for God. There was a year God told me, you are always discussing my mercy. And that is my mercy. But you don't know my mercy. And one day God told me, he said, Ayo, how do you feel if the only thing your son can receive from you is forgiveness? He's always coming to say, Daddy, I'm sorry. Of course, you will forgive. But you, you have not, he has not given room to be lavished upon. Because each time he's coming, his head is down. Daddy, I've come again. Disappointed you. And I said, son, why will you stop coming like this? He said, but just forgive me first. I said, it's all right. The only time we spend together is for forgiveness. Some believers are like that. They don't love up. They don't love on God. They don't come sharing. They don't come with trophies. They don't come with deliveries. Are you listening to me? They only say, mercy, oh Lord, mercy. Mercy, oh Lord, mercy. He will keep giving you mercy. And it doesn't stop him from loving you. 
Where is your love for him? You know, we are more than conqueror through him who loved us. But it doesn't end there. We must express our love for him. He's the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations to those who love him and keep his commandment. His proof of, the proof of your love is to keep his command. If you love me, you will keep my words. We will come and make an abode with you. We will carry the passion. See, you know what? You know why we are not so interested in doing in doing that which is God's own passion and command? It's because we have not seen how much he loves us. The revelation of love of God, the love of God you receive, what makes you to one to bring an offering to him? You want to love him back. You want to be passionate. Are you listening to me? Passionate. The power of the spirit is released when we are passionate. Not just because we want to become a star. One of the reasons why we are not seeing the power of the spirit unleashed is because most people want it, just want to be a star. Not sincere love. I remember when we got saved, we will go to the street looking for people who are destitute. I will just go, I'll go and meet a madman on the road and say, God, this man shouldn't be mad. And I'll say, demon, I command it out of him. I'm not doing it for anybody to get any impression. I'm just doing it because I believe men should not be under bondage. I remember praying for a madman and bringing the man home and giving him clothes to wear in my house. And I was going to negotiate with my mom where the boy would sleep. sleep. And my mom said, are you okay? (laughs) So I carried the guy to my pastor. And my pastor said, look, you have zeal without knowledge. (laughs) You don't just go to the street and take somebody. And you are now giving the person clothing. And you now want to put the person. Where do you want us to put this guy now? I said, okay, maybe he can be sleeping inside the church. My pastor said, you will grow. When you grow, you have wisdom. Some of the growth we are having in the body today is, is, uh, is uh, abnormal growth. <laughs> because really, after that, sometimes my zeal for such things drop. I used, to, I used to have a primary school where I take people to go and conduct deliverance. I will just pick the madman and say, follow me in the name of Jesus. Then I will take you to that primary school. I said, sit there. Demon out in the name of Jesus. I said, do you recognize me now? Where did you come from? He said, I don't know. I just found myself in Akure. I said, Jesus just healed you now. Do you know? So, how do we start now? How do we locate your family? <laughs> passion. Somebody say Passion. See, the numbers here can take over the whole city. If passion. And hear me, 
there is an outbreak of a revival. And I've told you, and the power of the spirit will be unleashed. God is waiting for you to love up. To be unleashed so mightily. Your family members will be saved. Your friends will be saved. I won't forget how my friends began to give their life to Jesus. I would never forget. One of them came and brought his cassette. I bought his pistol. I said, where are we going to put this thing? I said, there is one. I can't forget. I said, there is one um, pit toilet. So I took him there. We went to throw it inside the, we call it latrine, latrine. And we were praising God. He was so excited that he lost his gun. People were submitting their stuff voluntarily. They'll come and meet you at home and said, I'm tired. I, you know, I'm tired. I can't live this life again. People were writing letters to their multitude of girlfriends. Girls were telling boys, don't come to my house again. I have a new life. And we must come back with passion. With passion. He died for all. So that those who live will not live for themselves. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 15. So that those who live will not live for themselves. Okay? But for what? But for him who died for them. You see, the realization of his sacrifice make you not to want to live for yourself. I'm telling you. The, the challenge is that we don't realize. We think he died so that we can live for ourselves. He died for all so that those who live will not live for themselves. And listen, you see, those who love their life, Jesus said will lose it. So the better way of living is not living for yourself. And those who will lose it, they're actually the one that will save it. That's what Jesus said. So our passion must be awakened. We must love up. There must be an awakening in our soul. So that those who live do not live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Look at verse 16. It said, therefore from now, we regard no one according to the flesh. We regard no one from now because of that perception, we do not regard anyone according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, Yet now we know him thus no longer. You listen to me. There are things that you begin to perceive about people, not because of the way they are dressing. 
I realized that. Do you know? Do you know? For so long, Rhoda, while I was, while I used to smoke my go in the junction, all those guys, they never preached to me. When they are going for evangelism, I'll be wishing in my heart that they will preach to me. They say, ah, hey, Nati, I beg, no go there. No go there. Those ones are seeded for hell. They never, I just wonder, what are these guys preaching? Sometimes I just, I, I can remember the year you used to dress then. My father has one old Ankara Agbada I, that I used to hide my smoke. So when I see people coming or, or, or the full light of a car is coming, I'll put my smoke under my Agbada. So when the full light is gone, I'll bring my smoke out again. Then these guys will pass me. They just say, how are you guys we are going to preach stay there who do you preach to is it not me that I should but they were seeing me in the flesh most of these guys you see that are looking like they, they are looking so fiery they are the weakest in their soul you know now they are so weak in their soul they can quickly burst into tears you don't know they make noise. They carry cutlass. They, it's because they are using all those things to cover up their weakness, their emptiness. If you touch them a bit, they break down. But, but you know who you preach to now? You preach to the calm guys. Those who are already in the kingdom. <laughs> are we ready for the assignment? I need to go back to some of those things we do. We used to go from houses. I remembered on Alao Road, Ajao Road in Ikeja. I was newly married. Took my wife, took Jide, took about four of us. We went out. We need to talk to people about Jesus. And when we got to a place, they said, it's an Alaji's house. And we wanted to turn back. And the Lord reminded me of, reminded me of, uh, this scripture, we do not know any man after the flesh. So I said, the Lord said, go in. Yes, Elijah's house, go in. So we went into Elijah's house. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know he was so weak in his soul. So I said, um, please, we... Just came here to pray for people. I know that's a more friendly word. I didn't say I didn't come here to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for sinners like you who have accepted the wrong way of the son of the bond woman of the, of the bond woman that is called Islam that has persecuted us. He will turn you back immediately. So I said, um, we just we just want to pray with people so that God touched them the areas of their need. And the guy looked at me. I said, well, I don't know I don't I 
told the daughter, I don't want to, I don't want to, I shall do I was talked. When I got inside, I had to hide my Bible. Because I could see every sign of Islam in the house. And I said, okay, Lord, what else? Those days, I wait on God like he must give me order for the next step. These days, we are mature. Maturity is taking us out. (laughs) So, I said, uh, Lord Jesus, how do you describe yourself here? I don't know. But just help me to describe you. So, I said, uh, Baba I started praying. I I started gaining boldness. As I was praying, I was getting boldness. As I was praying, I saw that my people were opening their eyes and looking at me. Because they know that the thing don't come. They know when the thing arrives. Then I started praying in boldness. There was no response before. Over After some time, I started hearing, I mean, I mean, amen, I mean, I knew that. Then, word of knowledge was coming in my prayer. And at a point, the man started crying. In another five minutes, he busted into tongues and started speaking in tongues. He started speaking in tongues so loud. I want to say, okay, amen, it is well, it is well, sir. It is well, sir. He said, me I said, it is a mimolang, baby, I've had very strong, spectacular Islamic conversion like that. There was another one I was having, um, a, a lunch hour fellowship in Pastor Luko's office there in Ikeja, Tokumba Ali Street, precisely. And a Muslim man came into the fellowship. And as we were praying, he busted into tongues. God is waiting for you to move. He will give you utterances. He will recover so much to himself. But we will not live for ourselves. We will not live for vain glory. We will not live for a higher title. We are not living to become a star. He is the star. He is the one we are taking around and we are introducing. Is Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So we regard no one according to the flesh. Amen. And believe you me, we are not going without him. We are not going without approvals. We are not going without signs. We are not going alone. And when I began to speak to you this morning, 
I told you that it's a constant. It is called challenges. Oh my God. You are going to have occurrences, events, happenings that you didn't bargain for. They will shock you, but you will take a stand. Because I told you, those who love God, God initiates, what do I call it? A process of conversion. If I tell you, you are going to have it all smooth, I'm joking. Pastoring, some years back, my women, uh, my ladies fellowship um, leader <laughs> fell ill. She's one of the closest partners to me in ministry. She supplies almost half of all the money I use. She supplied almost all the things in my house. She does my groceries. She <laughs> her husband sees me as a lord. She calls pastor in the morning, pastor in the afternoon, pastor in the evening. Her husband happens to be my cousin. He rebukes her husband for coming late to meetings. She's on top of everything and she fell ill. And while I was praying, the Lord said to me, nothing will happen. She has passed from death to life. And when mother and child hospital denied, they said they should go and call Pastor I. I didn't know she was going. The biggest blow I've ever received in the ministry. When I got there, she said, Pastor I, ah, people should take this oxygen away from me. I said, no, let the oxygen be there. I'm here with you. You're not going anywhere. You're passed from death to life. That's the word of the Lord. <laughs> I said, I need you to sing that song. I said, which song? She tried to describe it. And I got the song. So I started singing it. And the Lord said to me immediately there. He said, by quarter past twelve, it will all be over. I said, people of God, I just told you. I just declared. I said, by quarter past twelve, according to the word of the Lord, everything will be over. The mom was there. The husband was there. Everybody was looking at Pastor Aya. The man that speaks the word of the Lord. And when it was quarter past twelve, she gave up. And I said, Satan, <laughs> you want to counter the word of God. So I said, everybody leave the room. I ordered everybody out. I removed my jacket. I said, death, you are a sure enemy, but you are the last enemy. I'm not dealing with you now. I'll deal with you later. I take get out of this body. When I cried for 45 minutes, the Lord said, you don't hear. Be careful how you hear. See, I already told you, she has passed from death to life. She has gone to life. Go. So I said, sir, you mean I'm going to come outside this door <laughs> to go and tell everybody, all the doctors that are waiting for miracles? I said, no, 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 sir. You, you shouldn't have spoken to me at all. 
So I said, no, me, I, I refuse. I said, I stand the position of Ezekiah. I refuse death in the name of Jesus. I said, Lord, she will not die. For the purpose of the kingdom, she will not die. I didn't hear anything again. When it was 3 a.m., Bishop was downstairs. They said, leave Pastor Ayo. Anything can happen. Bishop was downstairs. Everybody was downstairs. I look. <laughs> I came down. I said, doctor, what's the next thing? <laughs> doctor said, eh, don't worry, we'll be going to the mug. The mother came to meet me and said, Pastor, is it true we are going to mug? I said, mommy, wait. <laughs> the husband came and said, Oga, is it true? Pastor, it is you that can tell us, not those doctors. But it has made me stronger. See, 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 see. God will be God. The same place where God was sitting. When they were killing his son. He will still stay there. And you you will witness challenges. Just for you to be moderated and know that you are human. Are you listening to me? One of the things that God is showing to us in the season we are in is for us to know who is man and who is God. One of the things that God is bringing to bring a revival to the nation Nigeria is to let men know that men are men and God is God because we are getting it all mixed up. I'm telling you, everywhere, the signs are everywhere. There are certain deaths that is happening around us that is making us realize that man is man. It's a point of revival. It's a point of revival. Are you are you here? If Moses had followed them to the promised land, they would have become totally rebellious because he would have been their god. That's why David didn't build the temple. Even though it was called the temple of David. You don't understand. God will not share his glory with any man. One of the points of revival is that God, he said, Paul said I prayed three times about this messenger of Satan. And what did the Lord say? The Lord says that so that you will not be exalted above measure. One of the things God always deals with when he wants to stir up a new move is personality calls. Those who come to God must believe that he is. A true study has made me realize that most men go to men and not to God. Those who come to God must believe that he is. He is. Just like he told Moses, I am. He is. It's not an option. He is. When revival comes, people will see God. They will not go from one prophet to another. 
The second day is coming. They will say, lo here, behold there. Do not follow them. The kingdom of God is within you. That's what Jesus said in Luke 17. Those who come to God without faith, it is impossible to please God. And now as he expressed, those who come to God must believe that he is. I know, we, I know we hear him through men, but we must believe that he is. He is. There are a lot of activities today that makes us have a lot of crowd, but it's, they are not God seekers. They are just having an experience. They are enjoying another move. It's not God. They are not God seekers. It's the same crowd that was here that is out here. They are just looking for the hinting. This is the latest around. So everybody drifts there again. God to them is an option. <laughs> it is when things are getting very tough that they try God. And the way of trying God is to see the most... I mean, the latest pastor that does it. And if that one fails, they say, and people I say, they say, another one, they worry now. No travel, go worry. Lo here, behold there. Do not follow them. The kingdom of God is within you. It's a point of, 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 of revival. Where God, God, where God is going to get back the attention that is turned to man and turn it to himself. The searchlight will be on Jesus. It will be revealed. It will be clear. Those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hear me as I close with you. As I close with you this morning, don't forget. What will you do in the day of the challenges? How should you be prepared? Listen to me. What makes you relevant in the evil day is the God you know. How well you can describe him. Paul said, I know whom I believe. I'm not talking about talk. Uh, in, the day of, in the evil day, talks don't just walk. Oh, Lord, help us. Go and ask Moses. When Moses was going back, Moses was not interested again. You know, when God really wants to use you, he will beat your... What does your personal arrangement? It will make it useless. <laughs> Moses made the move of a deliverer. It was called a murderer. Instead of him to become a, a, a deliverer, it was called what? Because he was doing it in his own mind and he ran away. And he ran away from it. He turned away from it. 
Do you know what it means to turn away from something for 40 years? Hello? Do you know what it means for your lifestyle to have changed for 40 years? And you're no longer in the ministry. There are a lot of people coming back from the backside of the desert. In this nation. Men that God have sent to his school. For 40 years. Do you know what 40 years is? If you take 40 years out of my age, I'll be a baby. And for you, it's no issue. Some of you, you have left that stuff for five years. I felt it's no issue anymore. It's still. But God can say that. I say, coming back. Am I speaking to somebody? Because you think it's about you. It's not about you. God is calling it back. I'm prophesying. It's not about you. It's a dream you carried in secondary school. And it was heavy on your heart. And at some point you feel so incapacitated. You feel it won't work again. And you dropped it and you are now living normal life. You know what normal life is? Working for your, gra- working for your father-in-law. It's not compatible with equity a- mentality. I don't want to serve my father-in-law. And he's paying my bills. I'm paying my, I mean paying my wages. How do you shout at your wife at home? When is her father that is paying your salary? Ah. The man you paid but uh, brighter price to is the one that caused the shot. You'll be a robot at home. They will remote you. That was Moses. I'm describing Moses. He was living at the backside of the desert. And he was not ready for it again. He he was not living normal life. And you know some people arrive at some point that let me just live my life. All these dreams. I'm seeing God calling back dreams. I'm seeing God saying you will dream again. This time around, it's me that will command it. You know, some of you started with so much of zeal. And it eats restrictions. Then you ran away from it. Then you started living normal life. Normal life. Normal life. Let me just live my life, Jerry. Um, Let me get married. That was Moses. And do you know what it means? For you to have been at Horeb for 40 years, your life had been adjusted. Oh my God. Am I prophesying to somebody here today? The life had been adjusted to another room, but God is coming to interrupt it. We are just living a normal life, but God is going to interrupt it. He was now living his own life. Let me just survive. Hey, the sense of survival is going to be interrupted for the sense of fulfillment. There are things you drop that were seed planted by God, uh, but for appointed time, and, and the Lord is calling it back. 
Aya robi na hasi alabati. Romani kobania revatia elebrunde kasuka. There is a reckoning. There is a calling back again of the things that he planted while you are more younger than these. Aya robeni akubalatia. Joseph thought it was over. Alerobina katia labani hasi. Arabo shadami enahatiala. Joseph thought it was over. He had a dream as a little boy. He saw that every other person bow while he was rising but he was sold not only sold he was jailed and events of life were going to prove the dreams wrong but a time came there was an orchestration heaven brought back the dream i speak to somebody here there is something that the lord is bringing back it's not over God has not given up on it. He's going to walk again. God told me last week. He said, I am bringing Moses back from the backside of Horeb. Uh-huh. He said the assignment is still valid. Ayelo Shara Badina. He said it is still valid. He said the dream is still valid. He said the dream is still valid. He said the vision is still valid. He said the vision is for an appointed time. It's still valid. It's still intact. Even though it's been a while you left it, it's still intact. It's still valid. You're still going to do the will of God. You will fulfill your call. You could have been handicapped, ostracized, cut off. But here the word of the Lord is still valid. It's still valid. Men turned against you. They turned against you. They push your dreams away, but it's still valid. It's still valid. The Lord is calling men in our nations, men of His counsel, from the backside of the desert. The Lord appeared to Moses, it was fire. It was fire. The fire could not be ignored. And the Bible said, Moses turned aside to see. The Lord said, I'm sending you back to the children of Israel. Sit down for a while. I'm sending you back to the children of Israel. He said, when you get there, you will deliver them. Are you still here? Great visions. It was not the situation it was 40 years ago when he left. Population had multiplied. They were now 600,000. This time around, it looked harder. But that is the vision. He said, he must have said to himself, what I was not fit for 40 years ago. Is it now that I will be fit? Please give me Exodus chapter 3. Give me verse, give me verse 9. 
This is God speaking to Moses. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send you to Pharaoh. There is an ordination oil that is coming upon this service. That you may bring my people that you, that is a you here, that oil is locating. That you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? Now listen to it. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? That I, how many times did he say I? That's the problem of Moses. I. Hey, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh. And that I should. Don't forget. Whenever God is the one communicating. It is no longer you carrying it out. It is the him inside of you. Some of you. The reason why you've been lethargic is. Who am I? That I should go. That I should heal. That I should deliver. Who am I? What's my credential? What do I have? When did I start speaking in tongues? When did I even start going to church? Who am I? That I should go. You see, Moses is still understandable. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Pharaoh is an established system. That have kept people in bondage for 430 years. Whenever you are reading the Bible, read it with sense sometimes. God is why is he asking God? You know what it means for a people to be in bondage for 430 years and not one person has escaped before? Generational bondage. Nobody has been freed before. We didn't hear the story of one man who just escaped and said, we are going to bring military might back. They were intact in Egypt for 430 years. There was no source. The only move that looked like that can be a relevant move to break out was when Moses killed an Egyptian. Not a man has escaped before. If they get a bit comfortable, they will increase their labor so that they won't even be comfortable enough to think. Hear me. Children were born there who does not have any, who does not understand what it means to be free. Children were born who sees bondage as normal life. That's why God is calling you. (laughs) There are people in your nation that don't have an understanding of what it means to be free or healthy. Life of sickness and bondage is the normal life they know. That was where they were born. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Nobody has ever been free. Nobody who belonged to the tribe of Israel left Egypt for how many years? 
430 years. If I ask you to tell the story of your, of your family 400 years ago, do you know? Just 100 years. What's the name of your great-grandmother? The mama will give back to your mama, mama. You know her name? That's not up to 400 years old. Oh, I'm even asking. Some of you don't even know the name of your grandfather or how he looks like. That's just 100 years ago. Plus, you don't know what I'm describing. What was the occupation of your great grandfather? Where did he live? Have you been to the house where he lived before? You only know your grandfather's house. This one. 400 years. Consistently. They only know the story of Joseph. They have developed the mentality of slaves. So God said, you are going there. Some of you are going there. It's your family line. It's your call. The reason why you are saved is because that lockdown in your family line has got to break. You, I'm talking about you. That's why you are saved. You are going to rise to the occasion. Oil is coming upon you. As you bring the children of Israel out of out of Egypt. Give me the next verse. So what did God say? He said, so, he said, I. I. So God had to introduce his I. In fact, the name that God gave him is I am. Because something must swallow your high. Oh my God. If you don't know the God... You can't go. Because you must introduce him. And the best description for a great assignment is if he can swallow your eye. You need another eye. It's a, a superior eye. And he said he is the I am. Hey you. Esha. Hey you. I am that I am. He's the one that becomes whatever he wants to become. He's the one that is relevant in any situation. He said, oh my God. He said, look at it. When I come to the children of Israel, he said, so he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. What's the sign? Be with you. When you have, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. He was telling him the end. This, this assignment is not, we are not negotiating it. You are doing it. You see, when you are out, this is where you are coming. Oh my goodness. When you are out, this is where you, it's not probably, maybe he does not release you or he releases you. It doesn't matter how resistant the Pharaoh system is. You are coming here. Are you still here? Because there is a vision God gives you. That is an outcome. 
If he show you the challenges, you won't go. He will show you the outcome. This is the sign. You will come here. Uh, has he shown you where you will come to? Yes. He has shown me where I will come to. So I don't care what is on the way. Though there be giants on the way. I will not be afraid anymore. He brought us out to take us in to the promised land. Are you still here? He said, this is a sign. You will come to this place. Hmm. You will come to this place. He has shown you where you will come to. He probably did tell you how you get there. But you know where you will come to. I don't know if you know where you come to. But I know where I will come to. Now, now look at Moses. Moses now said, then Moses said to him, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, believe you me, one of the greatest challenges of the people that are called are their people. In the days of David, it was his brothers that said, who send you? You are too forward. So Moses knows. They were the people that sent him out of the land. When he killed the Egyptian, they were the first to call him a murderer. He said, when I go, when I go to this, because you want me to go with the children of Israel, who do I tell them? Ah, yeah, yeah. When he said, he, he said, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. That will not be enough description. And they said to me, what is his name? They will ask you, how much of him do you know? What is his name? What shall I say to them? What shall I say to them? They will ask me, what is his name? I thought God was going to tell him, have I not told you, my name, through your father Abraham, that my name is El Shaddai. But no, God said, I am who I am. He said, you tell them, I am. Hail, Hesha, Hail. In Hebrew, he is the one that becomes whatever he wants to become. He is the one that when he commands, he asks no apology for whatever he commands. He is the one that asks no explanation to give for what he says or do. He is the one that exists in all things and all situations. I am, I've sent you. I am, I've sent you. Rise on your feet. 
I am have sent you. You cannot be defeated. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yeruba Shadia Manasi. Rukeba la brubina hasia labati. Ayayaru shakada. Lift your voice and say stumbling blocks. They are becoming stepping stones. Nothing is stopping you. Long before my trouble came, oh, I will not be afraid. Can you sing that song? The Lord is my light. And the light of my life. I will not be afraid. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light. And the light of my life. Before my troubles came, oh, I will not be afraid. When I called upon His name, long before my troubles came, oh, I will not be afraid. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light, and the light of my life. Oh, I should not be afraid. Cause I call upon His name, not because my troubles came. Oh, I will not be afraid. Call upon His name, long before my troubles came. I will not be. Afraid, the Lord, the Lord is my light, and, and the, the light, light of my, my life. life. Oh, afraid. Oh, I call upon His name. Just sing that two lines. Just sing it. Sing it confidently. I will not be afraid. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light. And, and the, the light, light of my life. Shout it! I will not be afraid. I call on His name. I call upon His name. Long before, before my troubles came. Oh, I will not be afraid. The Lord is my light. Let call on his name. Call upon his name. Long before my troubles came. Oh, I will not be afraid. Let's do it two more times. The Lord is my light. Lord is my light. Oh, and the light of my life. I will not. 
not be afraid. I call on His name. Oh Lord, before my troubles get, oh, I will not be afraid. For the last time, the Lord is my light. I will not be afraid. I call on his name. Call upon his name. Long before my troubles came. I will not be afraid. If you sense the awakening of a dream and a call, if you sense God bringing back. That which you left behind. Come out. I want to pray with you. Come out. I want an altar call for this. If suddenly as I speak, the assignments you left started coming back. Come out. I want to pray with you. Maybe the things that you need to do for God or God bless you. Lord, we thank you for as many of your children that are responding to the call of revival. Thank you this morning because you will put your hand upon them in a way that they will know. Just like you quickened Moses from the region of Oreb at the back side of the desert. The word that I speak over you in utterances of the spirit, they yoke you. They yoke you. They bind themselves on you as a yoke. Go home with honor. Trade with the honor. Live with the honor. The doors you have not before now and they refuse to open. Now they open on their own account. Now they open on their own account. Ajaro binahali kopati anasa. Before Moses rose, nobody had been free before. There was no reference. No matter how hard it is, where your bloodline is coming from, you become an exemption today. (laughs) 
Aro keburamia na hasia bolhadi. Ebron defia brando tu savredi la kuble natiade. Elobrendi kasura bikaladi halebo na havia. By declaration, we release a conversion process. Ah, every, every intention and conclusion of darkness is relegated and irrelevant. They will turn around. 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 Your error that the enemy has capitalized upon. Now they become a tool in God's hand. Now they become a tool in God's hand. Every adroiting in ordinance. Written. Contrary. Working against you. They are nailed to the cross. They are taken out of the way. They are irrelevant. They are relegated. They are relegated. They are relegated. Now you have a clean slate. Now you have a good report. So shall it be. So shall it be. I speak to your health to spring forth. I speak to your mind to spring forth. The Lord is saying to me, there is a lady here, you are stuck in an emotional pain. You have struggled to break out of it. You couldn't break out of it. Run forward. I need to lay my hands on you. You struggled to break out of that emotional pain. And you couldn't break out of it. I want to pray, put my hand on you and pray. Laro, it's an emotional pain. I'm not talking about leg pain. You are struggling to break out of it. And you couldn't break out of it. But now the Lord breaks it from your life. Sons and daughters, I want to come back and see you testify of the Lord's goodness. Every stumbling on your way broken. Broken. Daughter, it is broken. 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 In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a super hallelujah. Please. Break in the name of Jesus. You can go back. It's done. So we are ready for the Lord. Are you ready for the Lord? Are we the soldiers he wants to depend on for our times? Are we ready for the Lord? Go and bring the harvest. God bless you.